Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking. And before we get to the show, I want to talk to you guys about two of my great sponsors. First, Synchrony HR. Do you struggle with HR? Are you tired of the rising cost of benefits? Synchrony HR here in St. Louis helps organizations streamline their administration, provides HR consulting, and offers unique access to Fortune 500 benefits. To learn more, visit SynchronyHR.com. We're also brought to you by NWO IT Services. As a business owner, downtime is not what you want to worry about. With NWO IT Services, they take that worry away with their month-to-month managed service packages. They take care of our IT here at the STL Leaders Podcast. They're locally owned and have been in operation for over 12 years. To find out more, visit nwoitservices.com. And now to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking, and this is the STL Leaders Podcast. Did you know that there are 2.8 million people that live in the St. Louis metro area? There are many leaders inside of that population. I started this podcast to give those leaders a voice. The STL Leaders Podcast mission is to speak to the leaders of our area to gain insight into their story, their journey, and the lessons they have learned along the way. Each episode gives you inside access to the people who make St. Louis what it is today and what it will be in the future. Listen as we dive into what makes each leader so impactful and how they view success, mindset, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and Enterprise Bank and Trust. On this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we have Kenny Wallace. Kenny Wallace is an American race car driver and former reporter for Fox NASCAR. He retired from NASCAR in 2015 after driving in the National Series since 1988. In a career spanning 25 years in NASCAR, Wallace had nine wins, all occurring in the Xfinity Series. Kenny was the 1989 Rookie of the Year for NASCAR Busch Series and was NASCAR's most popular driver for Busch Series in 1991, 1994, and 2006. Now retired from NASCAR competition, he continues to race on local dirt tracks across the country as a hobby and lives right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Kenny Wallace, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on here and joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Uh, well, I, it's an honor to have you. I, I just mentioned to you a little bit ago, I, I grew up watching you race. Uh, my cousin, Ryan Crest, raced uh, dirt tracks at Granite City, Highland, uh, and I grew up as a kid going with him to the pits and watching you race at Granite City and Tri-City, and so it's a, it's a great honor to have you on the show today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah, we uh. The Wallace family has a history in St. Louis. You know, this is where we learned to race. My dad, Russ, you know, grew up in the city of St. Louis down around Botanical Gardens, uh, you know, obviously with my my grandma, uh, Marie. Uh, so, you know, racing was just something that my dad did as a hobby and he got really good at it. And then my brother, Rusty Wallace, my brother, Mike and myself, we just hung out in the garage with him. And we became racers, you know, so uh, yeah. St. Louis, St. Louis is where it started for us. Yeah, well, I yeah, it's um, 
a lot of people don't realize it, but St. Louis has got some rich history when it comes to comes to racing. And, and then that's obviously the Wallace family is a, a big part of that, in my, in my opinion. So so I, I assume you got into racing because your because your dad did. And then were you the first of the brothers to get into it or, or who got into it first? Well, first and foremost, I always remind everybody that, you know, if your dad fishes or your dad <laughs> is, is playing baseball like, you know, Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey, Jr., you know, we, we tend to lean towards what our parents are doing. And yeah. be, because my dad raced, my, my mom ran powder puffs out in Valley Park, Missouri in the 70s at Lake Hills Speedway. Uh, so my dad raced. My mom ran some special races. My uncle Gary, who owned janit- you know, OK Vacuum and janitorial supplies up on Manchester Road, my uncle Gary raced. Uh, and then my brother Rusty my brother, Mike, and then me. So it truly is all in the family. Yeah. And, and it went just like that. You know, dad, mom, uncle Gary, Rusty, Mike, and then me. Wow. So, yeah, so it, it's, it, and it's all in the family. And, and to that, to that point, uh, you do, you do tend to kind of follow the family, family uh, pastime, I guess, huh? I, I see more of that in sports or even in business. I think yeah. that, you know, uh, we've been fortunate to be successful all the way through our lineage because I, I wanted to do what my dad was doing. And so did Rusty. So did Mike. And, you know, it's not like we ran a family business, so to speak. Uh, you know, we couldn't screw it up because right. it was on us. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's not that old deal where, you know, the third person in line messes it up because we weren't running a business. We were in sports and we wanted to do what, you know, my dad was doing. So. Uh, so, yeah, it, um, it it seems like the best example is when you look at sports, it seems to go down through the family. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell me tell me how did you, you get the nickname Herm? Well, that's a great story. Uh, speaking of Lake Hill Speedway in Valley Park, Missouri, there was a pr- promoter a big German man. His name was Bob Mueller. Bob was a great man. He promoted Lake Hill Speedway in Valley Park, Missouri, but he also had a car lot uh, off Gravelway. And my dad would always take me to that car lot. My dad would drive around town and stop at all of his friends' places in St. Louis and always drink coffee and just talk. And dad would take me with him. So Bob Bob knew he knew that I was born hyperactive. I have Tourette's. I have ADD. I'm all messed up. (laughs) And I would get in his used cars at his used car lot. And then he also was the promoter, like I said, at Lake Hill. And um, I was unruly. You know, I was just unruly. And uh, he nicknamed me Herman the German. Herman the German. And, and it came after uh, a medieval warrior and his wife, Herman the German's wife, was Hilda. And I, I learned all this because the fans were sending me bobbleheads. Oh. Herman, the, yeah, he was, a, he was a medieval warrior like in the, I think, 1680s. Uh, but anyway, uh, he nicknamed me Herman the German. And then it was Herman and then the Hermanator. And yeah, so it stuck. 
that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've, I've known that you've been your nickname for a long time, and I've always wondered where in the world that came from. But that's a that's a that's a neat little fun story for for everybody. Um, and you all, I mean, I, at one time on your dirt track car, you had a little uh, Herminator uh, like logo where it looked like a Tasmanian devil. Is that right? I still do. Yeah, still do. <laughs> it is my it is my alter ego, and I, I I took this little character, and it is me, and I put yeah. more hair. I put more hair on him because I've lost all my hair and uh, I, I got rid of my feet and those are race car wheels. <laughs> yeah. and that's that simulates my hyperactivity. I'm always ready to go. And, uh, you know, listen, I went with it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I've been made fun of my whole life in a good way, uh, not a bad way. You know, old Herman, he's crazy. Old Herman, he can't shut up. It's all true. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I follow I follow you on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, I I always love your your energy is through the roof, and it and it, I think anybody who knows you uh, would say that when you're around you, you just feel good and excited, and it's just fun. Well, you know, I appreciate the compliment. I really do. Uh, first of all, it is you know let, let's go back like this. Um, you know, I was very proud to work for Fox Sports. You know. Uh, out of LA, you know, the big Fox sports. Yeah. Uh, I worked for them for 15 years and I just recently quit, retired uh, a couple years ago. But I once asked Fox sports, I said, why did you call me and want me to go to work for you? And they said, because you have a lot to say, Kenny Wallace. <laughs> and I, I, I thought, isn't that something? Here, I got in trouble in school for talking too much. I was always having to write sentences. I will not talk. I will not talk. <laughs> and, and here I got hired because I talked too much. <laughs> it's funny how the world works sometimes, right? It does. I really think that there's sections in our life. You know, what happens from, you know, the time you're born to like age 16, 17, that's one phase. You know, we go through school where we're taught to be prompt on time and, you know, follow the rules. And then, then when you get out of school, you, you learn your own life. And uh, so, you know, when I was young, I was taught that talking is no good. Shut up, be quiet. Of course, I overdid it. But yeah. I, tru I truly believe that when I see children nowadays, you have to give them time because most likely they're going to change. And boy, did I. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this. What what did you enjoy more, uh, being in NASCAR and, and racing in NASCAR or being a Fox Sports reporter inside of NASCAR? What was more enjoyable for you? And that's sectional, too. That's not a one line answer. So, <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I can't I can't give you I can't say one or the other. However, I can tell you this. When I first started racing, period, as a mechanic, as a fabricator right here in St. Louis, Literally all the way up to year 1992 uh, were the most glorious times in my life. When things went bad for me is when I went to the highest level, which was the Cup Series. Yeah. Uh, although it was my dream, you know, there is a price to be paid when you go to the highest form of any type of sports. Because now, now we're talking million-dollar deals. Yeah. We, are we are talking – you know, me against them. And uh, 
94 was a good year for me. 93 was probably the worst year of my life. But I would say driving the race car is by far 110% more fun than doing TV. But on the other hand, TV is what made me famous. TV is what extended my career. TV is what put a lot of money in my pocket. TV yeah. is why I'm able to retire. So I, I th really think it's, it's kind of a, uh, a look at life, you know, you know, sometimes it's, it's not a bed of roses and sometimes we have to do what we don't want to do to support our family. Yeah. So you said 94 was your best year. You were, weren't you rated most popular driver uh, in the Bush series back in 1994 and 91 yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So like, like I told you from the time I was born to 1992 was awesome. Yeah. In 90 and 93 is when I went to the cup series. It was not a good year. Uh, it, no, listen, it was not a bad year, except, you know, I won so much in the Xfinity series that my car owner expected way more out of me. And that was Felix Sabatis. Felix and myself are good friends right now. But our sponsor, Dirt Devil Vacuum Cleaners, they had to pull out and quit because their stock went down because John Balch, who was the owner or who, who ran Dirt Devil, uh, he spent too much money on advertising. So they, they didn't make an earning. So yeah. Dirt, Dirt Devil had to pull out of sponsoring me. So 93, the sponsor left because they messed up their own company. So I got fired from my job in 93. And then I got hired right away in the middle of the winter. In and in, in, then in 94, I came back and I won like three Xfinity races and I was back to being big time, kind of say, you know. Yeah. And, and 94 saved my career. And there's a lot of things that saved my career. I was I was like a cat. I had nine lives. And uh, <laughs> so. So, yeah, that's why 93 was bad. 94 was awesome. Now for a quick break, I got to talk to you guys a little bit about my sponsorships here at the STLers podcast. And one of those is Enterprise Bank and Trust, member FDIC. They've been a great supporter of the show, and I got to share a little bit of information about them. Enterprise Bank and Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. And that's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They do all of our banking needs here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend you check them out on social media and at enterprisebank.com. Dot com. And now back to Kenny Wallace. Yeah. So, so then you, so then you retired from, from really racing and what year would you retire from racing going to, going to Fox? Well, I retired in 2015, but what was crazy about my life is Fox. Now, listen, I'm not bragging on myself. I'm very humble. Auto, auto racing is the rarest of sports. Yeah. I work, I worked for Fox sports and still drove the race car. Because oh. what would happen? What would happen is I would race on Saturday in the Xfinity Series, spend the night, and then on Sunday morning when I was not in the Cup Series, I would be on the highest-rated pre-race show, right. which was you know uh, NASCAR Race Day, you know on Speed TV, and that you know the ratings were bigger than the Xfinity races. The ratings were bigger than the IndyCar races, and uh, so that that was big for me was, you know, working for speed, which was owned by Fox. And then it ended up being FS one. 
Um, so yeah, it was an interesting career for me. Yeah. So I'm assuming, you know, through your, through your career at Fox, you've had some great opportunities, meet some great people, talk to some great people. What was that experience like being, you know, going from racing on Saturday night and then being in a reporter on Sunday? Well, it was really good for the network because if you follow along with Fox, you know, they cover the world series all the time. They're big in football. Yeah. Fox is known to grab the athlete that just came off the field. They do it all the time. So, yeah. for example, if you look at Major League Baseball, whatever team gets knocked out, they tend to go find an athlete that just got knocked out and they put him on the pre or post show. And that's what they liked about me. I yeah. raced. I raced on Saturday. I got out of the car and then I immediately was on the Sunday pre-show. So our host would say, Kenny, you were just on the racetrack. What's the track going to be like today? And then yeah. they would roll. Then they would roll footage of me on the racetrack just 10 hours before. So yeah. it, added, it added a lot of validity to Fox. Absolutely. Well, and to that point, I know, you know, I know you're a big Cardinals fan. So am I. Obviously, you see the jerseys behind me. Uh, but, you know, this this postseason, the Cardinals got knocked out. And then, I think it was the next day, Adam Wainwright was in the booth and he was broadcasting the uh, uh, Florida Marlins game. And so uh, to that point, you know, they, they do, do do that a lot. Yeah. And I think that's smart of them. And they they innovated that. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not favoriting Fox. I'm just saying they are for sure the one that started. I can remember when they did that with Dusty Baker. When yeah. we were in the World Series, I, I think it's when we were – I don't know if we won that year or not with the Cardinals, but uh, it's when I thought, oh, wow, look at that. You know, they Dusty Baker got knocked out. Maybe he was with the Cubs at that time. I'm not sure. But then they put him right on the air, right on Fox, and I, I thought that was really a good move. Yeah, so I know you're a big Cardinals fan. What do you think about uh, – you know, obviously – this season was hard for everybody with the COVID pandemic that's going on. I'm sure it's affected your racing schedule as well. Uh, do you think the Cardinals will be uh, good next year? And do you think we'll be able to get back into the stands and see a game? Well, one thing at a time, right? Uh, yeah. You know, one year at a time. Uh, so right now I'm worried about right now. Uh, St. Louis just w went through something that I think is a little tough. You yeah. know, let's let's look at the St. Louis Blues for a minute. They couldn't gather up $800,000 to keep Pat Maroon. Uh, sometimes you need somebody that creates happiness and creates a winning atmosphere. Pat Maroon did that. Pat yeah. Maroon is from Oak, Oak, Oakville, right here next to Arnold, you know, St. Louis County. Pat Maroon invigorated St. Louis. Uh, yeah. Pat Maroon, Maroon scored one of the biggest goals in St. Louis Blues history against the Boston Bruins. You know, he didn't score a goal. He, he didn't score an extra goal. He, he scored the goal that right. kept us going. So for the, the Blues to let him go because of money, I find crazy. Now, now let me answer your question. The Cardinals, DeWitt, Mo, they cannot make the same mistake with Yadier Molina and Wainwright. Let me tell you why. Because you are not going to find a better catcher right now. Agreed. Okay, so Yadier Molina, forget his age. He is operating at a very high level. 
if you put his age aside, let's say we never put an age on a person, you would think that Yachty is 28 or 32. So he is he is the heartbeat of the St. Louis Cardinals. The same with with Wayno. The same with Wayno. You're, yeah. you're not going to find another. Now these guys are freaks. Wainwright, <laughs> Wainwright, and, and Yadi—they're freaks. You have to forget about their age. You know, Mo and Dewitt are too invested in age. Oh, they're not going to be any good in three years. Screw three years from now. We're, we're talking right now. Right. You know, so they're going to depress the whole city of St. Louis and their fan base. You know, we already went through it with Albert, and right. we all we all understood that because of the money. So right. I, I, that's the way I feel right now. They got for us to get through this winter. They got it. They got to finish that up right away. And I hope they hope they understand that. You know, yeah. because I I know what I'm talking about. I'm right. And they're wrong. <laughs> well, I uh, I was kind of shocked to see them let Colton Wong walk. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, him winning gold glove. and um, But in the same aspect, I can understand, you know, I think we need some better offense. And uh, Colton Wong's a great defensive player. But um, my hope, and I don't know this, my hope is they take some of that money and they bring in some offensive pop. Uh, but I guess time will tell for that. The only way you get rid of Colton Wong is you know who you're going to get. Yeah. You don't. Okay, three straight gold gloves, three straight gold gloves, right? Yeah. Okay, you know, it's like Jose Martinez. He was in right field. He could not catch a ball, and they let him go. But but look, that was bad timing because COVID hit. We could have kept him here as the designated hitter. We screwed up right there. But, you know, I can't blame Mo on that. Right. I mean, that, guy, that guy could flat hit. Now, yeah. he was – so – it's very hard to get it all. You know, yeah. there was all, there was only one Jimmy Edmonds. Edmonds oh, could know. hit. He could field. So as far as letting Colton go because he's not a great hitter, okay, I'll, I'll buy that as long as they know who they're going to get is better. Right. But, I agree. But, to, but to get rid of Colton, to get rid of him because he, he can't hit the way they want him to hit, I'm just a little queasy right now. Now, listen. I will support our Cardinals till the day I die through thick and thin. But I don't like what I'm seeing out of the city of St. Louis right now on both sides. Now, listen, th this is I'm just drinking coffee and this is like we're just talking. I'm, I'm going to be a fan to the day I die. But I don't like this repetition I'm seeing. We're getting rid of players that are not the cause. OK, Pat yeah. Maroon was not the cause. He, when we got rid of Pat Maroon, the Blues, it hurt us. It hurt us. Yeah. Okay. So. But don't you feel got, like, don't you feel like the Cardinals have it, it just, I, to your point, I, I'm a Cardinals fan, thick and thin, always will be till the day I die. But I always feel like we never go out and spend the money that we should spend to bring the talent that we need here. Do you feel like that? Or is that maybe that just me? Yes. And I'll go one thing further. We train these guys. We we bring them up. We yeah. we brought we brought a Rosarino. He is yeah. our guy. He's our guy. Right. And, and so and so is Colton Wong. We now listen. Obviously, these individuals are great athletes, and they are great on their own. But 
if not for the Cardinals, nobody would know Colton Wong. If not for the Cardinals, nobody would know a Rosarina. We bring them up, and then we let them go. That that makes no no sense to me. Right. So so we we are, uh, it, and I feel bad for Mo right now because I can't hate on somebody that keeps that, that makes mistakes. But you know we are at a crossroads right now. The next move that Mo makes has to be the right one. If he does not make the right one, then, you know, he's, everybody's going to lose faith in him. Too many yeah. mistakes lately. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. And I, I'm hopeful he makes the right move and um, and we can get back to being a, a championship team next year. And, and I, I won't lie, I hope we can go to a, see a game live next year as well. That would be that'd be fantastic. Now, are you still racing dirt track? Obviously, I think I, I, I follow you on social media and you're looks like you're getting a new car ready to go. So when will you when will you be ready to start racing dirt track again? Yeah, so I, I what I'm doing is I'm kind of like the seniors tour, except I race against all the great young champions. So my. My NASCAR days are over. I retired. I'm 57 years old. I'm very young. I'm in great shape. I work hard on eating healthy. Uh, so my NASCAR career is over because that's a young man's game. That's the, the pinnacle of auto racing. However, dirt racing, you can race at an older age because the races are only 20 and 40 laps long. Right. And, and – Although, uh, you know, you're racing against champions and guys that are really good. And the, I'm racing against guys that could be in NASCAR right now. They're that good. They just might have not got the break. So, yes, I'm running my dirt car. Uh, racing really never ends for me. I race year round. There's really not a season. Now, I will say the summertime is our hot spot. But I start racing next week. And Yuma, Arizona, driving somebody else's race car. That's November 6th, 7th. Then November 12th, 13th, I go down to Cleveland, Texas, 105 Speedway. Then I get my own race car, and I do go down to Daytona Beach, Florida, and I race at Volusia Speedway November 21st. Then things will calm down until January. Then I'll go back out to Arizona. Uh, and that's kind of the way it goes in auto racing. We kind of chase the good weather. Yeah. And and uh, that's the way it works. No, that's awesome. I, it's uh, it's fun to follow you on social media and and uh, and all of that. So good luck with the, with all that racing. Kenny, I, I always end this podcast. I want to be conscious of your time, and we're getting close to that point. So I always end this podcast with really the same question I ask everybody is, if you could give one piece of advice to the people who listen to this episode about whether it's getting into racing or whether it's leadership or maybe it's just a life hack in general, what piece of advice would you give to our audience? I'll pass forward a piece of advice that my brother Rusty Wallace gave me. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Put your money away. Stay digging. Never give up on your dream. Sometimes you don't know where you're going. Life is not planned out. If you would have told me that I would have been able to be a NASCAR cup driver at the highest level and have the success I had out of Arnold, Missouri, I would have never believed it. So, yes, uh, do your deal. And, and, you know, that's just things that my brother taught me and I believe in them. 
No, I think that's great advice. And I, again, you know, on behalf of the STL Leaders podcast, I and myself, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your uh, wisdom and thoughts. And, you know, I wish you nothing but the best and success and health and in your career. Um, and I really do appreciate you giving us the time today. Hey, I, I love it, Brian. Thanks for having me on. And by the way, give me your hair. You got good <laughs> hair. <laughs> you look good, thank, thank you so much, Kenny. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Inbound Blend Digital Marketing. As a business owner, are you busy running your day-to-day operations all while juggling a million things? Inbound Blend Digital Marketing provides affordable month-to-month website marketing services with plans starting in the hundreds, not thousands. We utilize them here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend you check them out. To learn more, visit inboundblend.com.